This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, there's this thought that Christianity is personal, but it's not private. Right? It's intensively personal, but it's not private. Jesus says it will be public. You will stand out. You will be seen. And because you, by the way you live your life, are acknowledging who I am, one day I'm going to acknowledge who you are. Thanks for listening to the Activate Podcast, a ministry of Journey Church International in Lee Summit, Missouri. My name is Brandon, and today I'll be talking with Pastor Christian about a recent message in our series, Letters from Jesus. You know, our goal for this podcast is to help you activate your faith in all areas of your life, and we're told in James to not only read and listen to the words of the Bible, but to do what it says. So this week we will be taking a closer look at Jesus' letter to the church at Sardis, found in Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, and learning how we can activate that in our lives this week. So Pastor Christian, the title of your message was 13.2, referring to, I, I think, the distance of a half marathon. Um, you mentioned that you're training to run a half marathon. Like, why on earth are you doing this? I'm, I'm absolutely intrigued. So the podcast listeners who are listening to this and are runners have just have just called you out because a half marathon's 13.1. So you have you have just identified yourself as one who doesn't run that. So a full marathon is 26.2 miles. Half marathons, 13.1. So as I talked in the beginning of this message, um, you know, I've, I've run two marathons, two full marathons, and both of them, um, you know, the first mile is really exciting. I ran the Chicago Marathon twice. There's 40,000 runners. Uh, so the, the first mile is really, really exciting. But then miles two through 13, you're just questioning, what, like, why are you doing this? This is so dumb. This is going to take so long. Why would I ever try to do this? And you kind of do that until mile 13.2, which is just past the halfway point. And at mile 13.2, you realize you are closer to the finish than the start, so you might as well finish. Like at that point, if you quit, it's going to take you longer to go back to the beginning than it is to finish. So this whole message was about finishing. Um, so that's why the title 13.2, I'm hoping to get people to a point where they realize in their faith, you know what? I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be, and maybe I'm closer to finishing my spiritual journey than starting my spiritual journey, so let's keep moving forward. Why am I running a half marathon? What, yeah, one, I like to run. Once once I started running a few years ago, I just kind of caught the bug. I like to be outside, not, not in the heat. I'm really looking forward to fall finally coming, uh, but I like to be outside. I like to be running. When I took a sabbatical this summer... Uh, one of my mentors said, Christian, you're going to have to have something to look forward to, something to get you out of bed, something that keeps you busy. So set some goals that you would, things you would like to do that you haven't done because you've been so busy. And I thought, I'm going to get back to running. Um, and, and really, I'm looking at possibly running a marathon in 2019. And I just wanted to see at 40 because I haven't run one since I was in my 20s. I thought at 40, I need to see if I can do a half and if my body's healthy enough to, to do a half then possibly next year I'll consider doing a full, um, and the the jury is still out. Uh, I was out running early this morning, and man, my knees at 40 feel different than my knees at 29. Uh, but that that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And this message is about finishing a race, so that's how that story got put in there. Uh, the spiritual journey is a long, hard spiritual journey, but you just got to keep going one step at a time. And this letter to the church at Sardis said, "Hey, you've you've started your race. Now finish." finish what you started. So that's that's how that got worked into this message. That's good. So let's jump into this letter to the church at Sardis. Um, 
in this letter, Jesus is revealed as the one who makes sure that people are growing spiritually. Um, you stated that Jesus' plan for you is not just conversion, it's complete maturity. Um, is it possible to ever reach complete maturity? And if so, how long does it take? Um, because uh, I'll tell you this, it, it feels like in my life it's taking forever. Yeah, and it does It does take forever. Do you ever reach complete spiritual maturity on earth? The answer is no. If complete spiritual maturity is being made into the likeness of Jesus, that will not happen here because of the sin nature that lives inside our DNA. In Romans 7, Paul said, listen, the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. The things I know I'm supposed to do, I don't do all the time. He said, I feel like I'm cursed because I live in this body of death, but one day Jesus will rescue me. But that doesn't mean that we just, like Jezebel taught last week, the church of Thyatira, we'll just go sin. If your body's made to sin, then just go sin. We can continue to mature spiritually. We can continue to look more like Jesus. We can continue to uh, keep killing the works of the flesh. We can continue to continue producing the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, you know, we 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 just came through today. Today is Yom Kippur, um, the, the on the day that we're recording this podcast, which is the the Day of Atonement. Um, Ten days ago with, was Rosh Hashanah, which was the Jewish New Year. The Jews between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur take ten days that they call days of reflection. So I I do that in in my life and in my journal. So the last ten days from from Rosh Hashanah to the to Yom Kippur, you basically reflect on the previous year, um, and you have 10 days of reflection on the previous year that all leads up to the Day of Atonement when you take everything you did wrong before God, um, even the best of what you tried to do, you, you know, you take before the Lord. And on one of the days of my reflection this year, 2018 for me has been a year where God has shown me some really unproductive spiritual fruit in my life. God is showing me some fruit that's being kind of squashed by some things in my life that need to be pruned, uh, and not sinful things, but some intensity in my leadership, just some how quick I move from time to time through relationships and conversations. God's saying, there's more in your spirit that I would like people to see from you. You're going to have to prune back some areas. So one of my major days was re of reflection was reflecting on the fruit of the Spirit in my life and which ones in 2018 haven't bloomed to their fullest. So yeah, there's all, I mean, there's always, every day we should be seeking to grow and mature and look more like Jesus. But that journey does not end until we cross the finish line, and we only cross the finish line by finishing our race here and starting our eternal home in heaven with Jesus. So will it ever happen here? No. Can we all look more like Jesus tomorrow than we do today? Yes, all of us can. If, if we will focus on our gifting, our purpose, the spiritual fruit in our life, um, our attitudes and demeanors and actions and reactions, and we place those all in what's the difference between me and Jesus and how do I look more like him, absolutely we can keep growing. And those things are important, right? We talked about the crowns you can receive last week by being disciplined in those areas. I've been really, really grateful. I probably have heard from more people on last week's podcast than any podcast that we've ever done because we talked about the judgment seat of Christ, the five crowns you could receive, what it feels like to live constantly before the eyes of a watching father. Um, I, I've heard all week long through text message and emails from people saying, love the podcast, love the podcast, learned so much, didn't know that. So for those of you who are listening, who reached out to encourage me, thank you. It's good to know when we, when we record this that, that people are counting on it for their spiritual maturity and their spiritual growth. You know, I heard you say 
that you take time to reflect. And I bet in those moments of reflection, you look back and you go, you know what? I, I may not be where I want to be yet, but I'm a whole lot further than I was last year. Sometimes. Yeah, some, sometimes. And sometimes I think, man, I was better in 2017 at this in 2018. But then you get to ask the question, so so what made me slide backwards? What are the things in my life I need to watch out for that caused me to be less fruitful in my spiritual life than I want to be? So let's... um. Let's press in on that just a little bit more. How, how does Jesus make sure we are growing spiritually? Well, there's a lot of things. His, I think his main tools that he's put into our life that he told the disciples, he told them in John 16 he was going to leave them the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, it, it would be our next series is on the Holy Spirit because Jesus said it would, be, it would be better for you to have the Holy Spirit than me. I mean, literally, Jesus said, if you could take me to work for a day or have the Holy Spirit go with you to work for a day, it would be better for you to have the Holy Spirit than to have me. We'll talk about the Holy Spirit for six weeks here in a couple of weeks as we start that new message. And Jesus said he'll convict you of sin and righteousness and judgment. Uh, the Holy Spirit, if you'll learn to listen to him, will continually tell you areas that you need to stop doing in your life. The Holy Spirit will continually convict you of areas you need to start doing in your life. The Holy Spirit will continually convict you that people need Jesus so you can talk to him. So Jesus said, I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 8, in Matthew 16, so John 16, he said, I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 16, he said, I'm going to leave you the church. Uh, and the church is going to be, is going to hold the keys to the gospel and it's going to tell people what the gospel is um, and how the, how the gospel can change their life and impact their soul. The church will minister to one another in Ephesians chapter 4. The Apostle Paul said when we, through the Holy Spirit, learn our gifts, through the church, begin to serve each other, we all grow up together, we all get mature. Uh, the book of Proverbs tells us that as iron sharpens iron, so people sharpen one another, so we know small groups and accountability are important to help people grow. Jesus has given us all the tools. It's just learning what they are, how they work, how to use them. Every Christian receives the perfect and complete toolkit for their spiritual maintenance, and for their spiritual growth. They just have to learn what those are, and they have to be willing to use them the way that Jesus said they're to be used. If they do that, Jesus really helps us with our spiritual maintenance and our spiritual growth. So you asked several key questions in your message this week. Your second key question was this, what spiritual growth step has Jesus clearly called you to that you committed to but have not finished? You know, throughout my life as a Christian, I've found that I've made countless commitments, at least spiritual commitments, that I have not finished. Um, would you take a moment to encourage potentially the podcast listener right now that's saying the exact same thing? I've made some commitments, but I just haven't followed through with them. And and, and rather than giving up, what, what should they do? Well, yeah, I've always heard failure is not final. Failure is not fatal until you quit. Right, So you can fail a hundred times, but if you try tomorrow, failure has not been final and failure has not been fatal. Um, I said in the message, sometimes we don't have to go forward to grow. We have to go back and pick up where we left off. And a lot of us, it's not the next step that's going to help us in our spiritual growth. It's the last step that we have not completed in our life. As a matter of fact, the, the next step is the last step because we can't move on to the next one until we finish the last one. So in Revelation 3, 2, Jesus said to the churches, Sardis, those who had started a commitment but hadn't finished it, wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. 
So we said we got to step up spiritually, right? We got to step back up to the commitment and we have to finish. Jesus told us three ways to do that. Wake up. The question I asked of people was, listen, did God speak to you about this or no? I mean, it's, I mean, it's very clear. Did God speak to your heart about something you were supposed to do or no? Scripture says God doesn't change his mind. So if he spoke to you then, he's saying it again today, wake up. Strengthen what remains. You know, you may have only done one bench press rep in a set of 10, but you've done one. Finish the nine. Right? You may have only read your Bible one day in a day in a in a year you wanted to read it 365. Well, read it too tomorrow. Uh, right? You may have only worked out one time in a year that you were hoping to work out three times a week. Work out time number two. Strengthen what remains. Go start where you left off and just start over. Start small, but start now. Right? We we wrapped our small group Sunday night. We talked with all the people in our small group about what God's been speaking to them about what they need to do. Then after we got done, I said, you know, Wayne Cordero, one of my favorite pastors, leaders, authors, says when it comes to movement, start small, but start now. So you all said something you need to do. What are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do tomorrow? Start small, but start now. And they all said what they're going to do tomorrow. And Monday evening, I texted the whole group and said, who did what they said they were going to do tomorrow? And all of them had one, just one day, start small, start now. I mean, then finish what you started. Because there's a reason that God is leading you in this direction, right? There, God, God knows what's coming in your future. So if he's told you to do anything, it's to get you ready for that. And when it comes and you're not ready, and you say, God, why didn't you tell me this was coming? And God said, actually, I told you to do this. So when it came, you would be ready. And you just have said, no, you haven't finished. You took one step out of 10. You took three steps out of 30. Um, I told you to stop doing that. You didn't. You You would have been far more prepared, but it's not because I didn't tell you to get ready. So wake up, strengthen what remains, finish what you started. Those are good. I, I, I'm challenged even just hearing those to put those on a note card, put those in a prominent place where I can see those daily um, as a reminder. So that's, that's, uh, that's great. Thanks, Pastor Christian. Um, Revelations chapter 3, verses 5 through 6 uh, mentions a blessing the church at Sardis will receive if, we, if they are victorious. It's a, it's a blessing that we can receive as well. Um, it says, The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life. Can you take a moment and just discuss what is the book of life and, and how do our names get entered into it? Yeah, so Scripture actually mentions two of these. There's kind of the book of all those who have ever lived, right? Everyone who has ever had a name is written in the in the book of, of all those who have ever lived. But then Revelation mentions very specifically, it's mentioned a few other places in Scripture, the Lamb's book of life. And, and these are Christians. These are people who have made a decision to follow Jesus. These are people who at a point in their life surrendered their will to Jesus' will and committed to follow him. Every Christian has their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That book is written in an ink that, that cannot be erased, that does not fade, that cannot be crossed out, that doesn't go away. The Lamb's Book of Life holds the names of all those who are followers of Jesus. Uh, and I really believe one day when we get to heaven, that will be the book, those will be the records that are kept. I believe every Christian in some filing system has a name and a date of when that person decided to die to themselves so they could live to Jesus. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's the date of our baptism. I think it's the date of our salvation, the day we decide we are going to follow Jesus. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. They cannot be erased. 
uh, and one day we'll be recognized for that spiritual decision that we made to follow Jesus. And there were some in Sardis whose names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life, um, who who walked in white, who were seen on earth as Christians. And Jesus said, "You're going to you're going to be seen in heaven and Christian as Christians as well, because your name is written in my book." All right, final question today, Pastor Christian, as we wrap up. Um, your third key question from your message was extremely convicting. Um, the question was this, if your heavenly acknowledgement from Jesus next week was based on your earthly acknowledgement of Jesus last week, how strongly would you be acknowledged? A little bit of a tongue twister, but it's very, uh, it's a very challenging question. Um, can you share a few practical examples on how we can better acknowledge Jesus before others this week? Sure, and that comes from Revelation 3, 5. The one who is victorious will be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Jesus also says in Matthew chapter 10 that those who acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge before my Father. So there is this, there's this thought that Christianity is personal, but it's not private. Right? It's intensely personal, but it's not private. Jesus says it will be public. You will stand out. You will be seen. And because you, by the way you live your life, are acknowledging who I am, one day I'm going to acknowledge who you are. So yeah, we just said if Jesus acknowledges you in heaven next week, like you acknowledged him on earth last week, would you be acknowledged at all? So how do we do that? I mean, there's there's a bunch of different ways to do that, right? There's There's listening to Christian music at your desk. Um, there's wearing a, a Jesus wristband, there's wearing a Christian t-shirt there. Um, I mean, those, those are all like passive aggressive ways, right? That's just kind of, kind of being a billboard. There's posting on your social media, Bible verses. There's having a Bible or a devotional calendar near your desk that has Bible verses. There's having a screensaver that is your favorite Bible verse. There's inviting people to church with you. There is an explanation of why you respond the way you do, you know, when Susie's talking about Mary and you hear her and say, you know, I'm, I've, I've just learned in my Christianity we all struggle with stuff, so I'm going to give her grace. I mean, there's, way, there's ways to leak into every conversation who Jesus is, what he means to you, why you live the way that you live, both in our actions and our reactions, sometimes our lack of actions, all those things, even our restraint sometimes shows the power of God in our life and, and can be an attractive witness to people who, who see, man, you are God, like you, you never use foul language. Even when you shank a, gall, a ball into the lake playing golf, even when you throw a gutter ball and, you know, at the bowling alley, even when you strike out on the baseball field, how come you never use foul language and you say, well, I believe God hears every word I say and then I'm going to be accountable for it and I just... You know, I want to try to clean that up. That Those are just little ways to acknowledge him. We talked about it in last week's message at a four-way stop, right, with the Jesus fish on the back of our car. If you're going to have a Jesus fish on the back of your car, you, you, you better make that car look like Jesus drives it in your road rage and just in the way you care um, about other people on the road. Like, there's just lots and lots of ways. But, but it's just being aware. It's being present. It's being courageous. It's being bold. Um, it's just letting Jesus in, very intentionally saturate every area of your life. And then a lot of times if you'll do that, 
uh, it will start conversations that will allow you to get kind of next level, even in your description of who Jesus is to you and why you follow him. That's really good. Um, the image I get when, I, when you say all of that is, is whenever we do those kind of things, whenever we bring Jesus into our lives and, and we stand out, I, I can picture Jesus going to the Heavenly Father saying, hey man, I got to tell you about Christian. I got to tell you about Brandon and what they did this week because I'm so proud of them. Right. Totally. He, he sees it. He acknowledges it. Yeah. And one day he acknowledges it before his father. Well, Pastor Christian, thank you for taking the time to provide this valuable resource and extending the conversation from Sunday um, into our week. And we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, we look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.